the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I pray is being a blessing to you. That's called being imitators of Christ. God's got something that he wants all of his children to do. He wants all of us to be imitators of Christ. All of God's children after being born again are to be imitators of God and live the life Jesus did. Since our being imitators of God is what God wants all of us to do, then being imitators of God ought to be what we all should do. And being imitators of Christ is how we do what God wants all of us to do. We ought to purpose with everything in us to do everything we can do to be imitators of Christ like the Father wants us to do. Each and every one of us who have been blessed to be born again ought to purpose in ourselves that our lives will represent and demonstrate everything that God wants our lives to represent and demonstrate. So we can demonstrate to everybody in this world that it's the life that's lived in Christ that's the life that should be lived by them too. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Amen. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. Praise God. If you got your Bible, which I invite you to turn to Ephesians chapter 5 and get ready for a word that's going to be all the way live. Whereas I'm going to get a chance to share with you some things that God wants you to know and some things that God wants you to do as you move forward into the life the way he wants you to. Oh, this is a good teaching, praise God. I hope you got an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say. There's going to be some good eating right here, praise God. Glory to God. So make sure you get your field. Amen, because this is God's will in Jesus' name. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back, and that is being imitators of Christ. Being imitators of Christ. That's God's desire for me and you. Those of us who have received Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and been boned again, <laughs> like it is that we've been, you know, doing. God wants us to be imitators of him as we move forward into the life that's given by him. We'll read the foundational text and then we'll move forward into today's stuff, which I'm telling you is going to bless your show enough. Ephesians chapter 5, we'll start reading at verse 1. It reads, Be therefore followers of God as dear children, and walk in love as Christ also have loved us. And have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smell of savor. But fornication and all uncleanness and covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become of saints. Neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this ye know that no whoremonger, nor unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. 
For because of these things cometh the wrath of God unto the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all godliness and righteousness and truth. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of these things which are done of them in secret. But all things are reproved, are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepeth, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then, that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. See then, that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, of course, fools, by biblical definition, is a person that believes that there is no God or conducts themselves like there is no God. He said, don't be no fool, but be wise. Redeeming the time, buying it back. Why is that? Because the days are evil. Now, you know, we're living in some evil days right now. Praise God. At least a few of us do. You know, we're living in some evil days right now. Praise God. These some jacked up days right now. I mean, it's all kind of stuff going on out here. That's totally the opposite of everything that our God stands for. And it's bad enough that it's, started, that it's going on in the world, but it's even going on in the church. Praise God. You know, don't get quiet on me. Praise God. Amen. You, mean, you remember, every praise is to our God, every word of worship. Don't forget all that. Praise God. Amen. Amen. You know, it's even going on in the church. Praise God. But God is talking to us because these days are evil. Because we're getting to the time, praise God, whereas uh, uh, the Lord is coming back soon. Now, I know you hear that all the time where the Lord is coming back soon. Oh, no, the Lord is coming back soon. Praise God. And these are the times that it is that are precursors of the time of him coming back. We're right at that time. In fact, we was talking earlier, we were reminding people that, you know, many of the things that we look in Scripture and see about what's going to happen when the Lord comes back is already happening. It's going on right now in Jesus' name. That's the time that it was talking about. It's all in Scripture, praise God. Whereas we read, we've read about the things that were on the way. They are here. Praise God, which means that it ain't but a moment or two before the Lord's going to be here because he's going to take us up before all this stuff get ready to happen. Praise God. That's one of the reasons why he said you need to redeem the time. Quit playing around. Quit, you know, quit living like you from this ground and begin to start conducting yourself like you really are mine. Praise God. Because God's coming back for a glorious church. One without spot nor wrinkle. Praise God. I'm talking about me and you still. Praise God. Coming back for a, spot, a church without spot nor wrinkle. But he's coming back for this church. But he wants in the meantime for this church to be the church that it is that we're supposed to be. And so since it's time for us to be the church he wants us to be, it's time to quit wasting time and start redeeming the time. And live this out like he intended for you and me. Because we're living his life. And since we're living his life, we ought to live the life that God has intended for me and you. Said, walk around chasing stuff, praise God, and come on, let, live out the life that God intends for me and you. He talks about it here in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. He says, Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. We found out that that word followers, praise God, means an imitator, which means we're supposed to imitate God. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to imitate uh, God in everything that we do. We're supposed to do what it is that He would do, conduct ourselves the way He would do to act or conduct ourselves, to be in action and behave just like he wants us to. Pray because we're mimicking God. That's one of the things it is, is a mime and a mimic. A mime speaks a message by what they do. Praise God. And a mimic is a person that imitates and copies the actions and speech of what somebody else do. Well, we're supposed to be copying the actions and speaks of our Lord Jesus Christ because he is the one that was sent to be able to show us how to be able to live it out like we're supposed to because no man has seen God at any time. 
But we get a chance to see Jesus in the scriptures, praise God, so we can find out what, what we're supposed to do. Because he was a child of God, and we are supposed to imitate God as dear children too. Beloved children, folk who love their father. So this is no obligation. This is an opportunity for somebody that loves their father. And we're supposed to walk in love like he walked in love. Well, we found out, praise God, that the ultimate aim of Christian's life is to display Christ-likeness. Ultimate aim of a Christian's life is to display Christ-likeness. It's not to get degrees. Nothing wrong with your degrees, praise God. But there's something else that God's got in store for you and me, and that's to live Christ-like. It's not so that we can have a new car and drive far, praise God. That's not what it's all about. I mean, get yourself a new car, praise God. Make sure you pay for it, praise God. Amen. But at the same time, ain't nothing wrong with that. But that's not the main thing for life. It ain't to be able to eat, drink, and be merry. Baby, if that's all life is, that's scary. God says, no, I want you to be able to be imitators of me and live this thing out like I desire to be. The ultimate aim of a Christian's life, we found out, is to display Christ-likeness. We found out that always was God's plan for man. Because when he originally created man, he created him in his image and after his likeness. His image means his resemblance. His likeness means his mode and mannerism. Which means we don't just look like God, we act like God. And we do what it is that we're supposed to do. So the church of the living God is supposed to live like God. We're supposed to walk this thing out like he desired for me and you. We found out, of course, that man failed. Because he chose to listen to somebody else and think something else other than what God said. And every thought is a precursor of an action. So he did something that he wasn't supposed to do. Fell from grace. And as a result of that, every one of us got jacked up too. Because, you know, we were born in sin, shaped in iniquity. But that was his sin that we were born in. Because of the fact that Adam did something he wasn't supposed to do. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world and death by sin. And so death passed upon all men for that all have sinned. But yet, thank God for the second Adam, Jesus, praise God, who came in and, and, and reconnected us back to the Father. Now that we're in Christ, we're new creatures. Old things have passed away and all things have become new and all things now of God. So we live our lives of God now. That's what we do, praise God, because we are now children of his. So we're going to live this thing out like we want us to. We change families, blessed be the name of the Lord. Devil ain't our daddy no more. God's our father now. Abba's our father. And so because of that, we live like that family and walk in love as Christ loved us. Now, last time we got together, praise God, if you wasn't here, make sure you get the CD or tape. I'm telling you to be a tremendous blessing to you. We found out that as imitators of God, we're supposed to follow after godliness. That's what we're supposed to be following after. Not following after that little cutie, you know, the one with the little round, you know. Amen. You know, that's not what we follow. What we follow after is God. Hallelujah. We don't follow after that fella trying to hook up with that fella. Praise God. Or had that fella hook up with us. We follow after God. We ain't chasing dreams and aspirations. We following after God. And we're supposed to follow after godliness. We found out godliness is piety. It is a dutiful devotion to God and an observance of religious principles. It is a dutiful devotion to God and an observance of religious principles. But this dutifulness is not an obligation. This dutifulness is a demonstration of our love for our father. Because we love our father, we're willing to do what he wants us to do. Because we love our father like we do, because he loved us like he did. We're willing to do whatever he said that he wants us to do. We have a devotion and an obedience, obedience to parents or superiors. That's another thing that piety means. It's a devotion or an, an obedience to parents or superiors. Well, we found out God's both our parent and our superior. And so since that's the case, that's what we do. We live it out. We found out where to deny ungodliness and live godly in this world. We're supposed to deny it. We're supposed to contradict it, which means your very lifestyle is supposed to be the contradiction of everything that the world is about. 
that the world is walking around pretending like they got the real deal, but then when they see you, they see the real deal because you live in a contradiction of everything that they're about. They trying to hike stuff up and, and, and drink, bring things down, but that's what we do. We turn that down because we deny. I said we turn that down. Amen. Because we deny ungodliness. Praise God. We, we contradicted. Because your life is supposed to be a contradiction to everything that it is that the devil is about and that the world is about. That when people look at your life, they see what God is really all about. Because we disavow, we reject, we abnegate, and we refuse the world and what the world is about and everything that they're about. All that ungodliness, that impiety and wickedness. But we follow after godliness and operate piously like we're supposed to. We found out that that is written throughout all the scriptures that that's what we're supposed to do. It's not nothing new. It's what's been written throughout all the scriptures. Because when you look at the old and look at the new, when, and when you look at each and every book of the new, you see that every single doctrine is pointing toward godliness. We found out Paul, praise God, taught a doctrine of godliness. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We found out Peter taught a doctrine of godliness. We found out, praise God, James teaches a doctrine of godliness. So does uh, John too. Every single one of them in the New Testament teaches a, do- a doctrine that ends in godliness, that godliness is what we all are supposed to do. But we found out we got to learn to exercise that and live it out like we're supposed to. In fact, we found out today any doctrine that doesn't promote godliness and holiness, we ought to stay away from. We ought to get as far away from it as possible because those that are teaching it are proud knowing nothing. And we found out that means not even one thing. And so if you're going to follow somebody that don't know nothing, you you shouldn't do that. Praise God. Amen. We're supposed to withdraw ourselves. Praise God. And pull ourselves back from, 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 from doctrine, stupid doctrine, and people telling us stupid doctrine like that. And we found out one of the reasons why we want to do that is because it, that godliness is great gain. Praise God. That it causes great gain in our life. And that gain ain't just for me and you. It's for other people too. Because we found out one of the reasons why we man, we motiv- we're motivated to live godly is because we know that the day of the Lord is coming soon. The day of the Lord is at hand. And we know that the life that we live is going to be able to inspire people to receive the God uh, that's trying to give them that same life too. But we got to be able to live this thing out like God wants me and you you too. Because if if the world looks at the church and see the same thing as they see with themselves, then there's no reason for them to receive the God for themselves. But if they look in our life and see the blessed life that they're supposed to see, well, even us walk this thing out godly like we're supposed to be, then man, we're going to live large and they're going to get a chance to live large too. Because they're going to step into what God has in store for them, just like me and you. Now, we're supposed to walk in love towards our brother and our sisters, just like Jesus walked in love toward us. That's why we want to do this. We want to walk in love toward our brothers and sisters. Now, we're not only doing this because we love God, our father, but we do. But that's not the only reason. It's because we love our brother too. And because we love our brother we're going to live this thing out like God planned for me and you. Let's read it again. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1. It says, be therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also have loved us and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savior. I said a sweet smelling savior, which means this was beautiful to the nostrils of God. What did he do? He not only walked in love, but he also hath given himself for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God. Now, that phrase hath given means surrendered himself, that he has yielded himself up. God surrendered himself to his father. He, res- he surrendered his life, the one that he lived, so that he could be able to live the life that the father wanted him to live so that other people could be blessed. And that was a sweet smelling sacrifice. 
Remember, he went to the cross for me and you. He surrendered his entire life for me and you so that we can, he can, he can be able to set us free like he's supposed to. God surrendered, he, he surrendered his entire life to the Lord. He yielded up his entire life to the Lord. He didn't hold anything back, including his back. He just laid it out there so that it could be able to receive all 39 stripes that it would receive so that you can be able to receive the healing that you're supposed to receive. He did that for you. And that was a sweet smelling savor to the father. And now God's coming to you and say the same thing too. I want you to yield your life unto me too. Come on, don't get quiet on me. Notice that that sacrifice he offered himself, when he offered himself, he offered it unto God. Verse two, and walk in love as Christ also have loved us and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God. He did it to God. He didn't do it to He didn't do it. He did it for us, but he did it to God, which means that the, the, the main focus that he had was on God. That because I love you, Father, I'm willing to do this for you. Because this is what you want me to do, then this is what I want to do. And because, because you are who you are to me, this is who I'm going to be to you. And I'm going to sacrifice myself to you and do whatever you want me to. Well, see, that's supposed to be what we do. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We're supposed to be the same kind of people that say, because of who you are to me, I'm willing to be who you want me to be too. I'm willing to do whatever. I said, whatever. I said, whatever you want me to do. Because every praise is to our God. Every word of worship in it, it, that's what we do. We, we, we give it to God. Does anybody hear me up in here? Now, the problem is, though, brothers and sisters, you know, you know, there's a problem that kicks in here. The problem with saints is that they're still trying to live out the life that they had prior to receiving Christ. That he came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. But we're still trying to live out the life that we had before. It was quiet as kept the death that we had before. Calling it life. We're still trying to live that out. We ain't trying to live out the life that God wants us to live out. Because saints are supposed to live out the life that Jesus gave us. But what life did he give us? He gave us Zoe. God kind of life. But watch this now. He gave us his life. See, remember, he took upon your life. You You took upon his life. We are now the righteousness of God in him. Because of he gave his life for me and you. The Bible tells us, praise God, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, it says, He who knew no sin became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. It's called a great exchange. Whereas he took upon our sinfulness and we took upon his righteousness. He took upon our sickness and our illness. That's why he got his stripes all over him. And we took upon his healing. He took upon our poverty. We take upon his riches. He took upon our separation from God. We took upon his connection with God. He gave us his life. But the problem is, is that we ain't living out his life. We're still trying to live out the life that we had before, an augmented version of the life that we had before. Now we got something to add to our portfolio, our portfolio. Praise God. We got, we didn't add Jesus to our portfolio. You know, it's something else that I want you to know about me. Let me see. Let me see. Let me tell you, I done bought, you know, uh, uh, a natural fire insurance, praise God. I got that, praise God. All state, praise God. In case something happened, I got me some insurance, praise God. Check, got that handled, praise God. I went and bought me some medical insurance. I didn't go to the website, praise God, because I'd still be on it, praise God. I'm trying to get on it, praise God. I'm going to leave that one alone, praise God. Hey, man, after all them, all them millions of dollars, get a website, don't work. Anyway, leave that alone, Rodney, praise God. Anyway, 
but I got my medical insurance. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise God. So check, got that. Praise God. Hey Amen. I got, I got, you know, my, my home insurance. Praise God. And something happened with my home. Praise God. Theft or something like that. Praise God. Even though I got angels all around keeping that from going down. But at the same time, still, you know, get a little insurance. Praise God. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Praise God. I got that too. Praise God. So check, got that too. Praise God. Hey now, let me see. Women, I need, I need hell insurance. Let me get that too. So I'll go ahead and get saved so I can be saved from that eternal fire. You know, blessed be the name of the Lord. Check, got that too. Now let me just walk on, keep living what I was living before I checked off all those things that I'm supposed to check off too. Lord said, now that's not the way this thing's supposed to work. When you bought your medical insurance, you can go ahead and walk and keep living the life you was living before. When you bought your fire insurance, natural fire insurance, you can keep on living just like you did before. When you bought your medical insurance and all that other kind of insurance, all them other kind of insurance, you can keep on living like you've been living before. But this one right here, I want everything about you. I want you. And I want you to live a different life after you get this insurance than you did before. See, we get a chance to live a different life after we get born again. But most of us don't focus on the fact that we're supposed to live a different life after we get born again because we keep living the same old one. We just added a few phrases to our vocabulary, you know, like praise the Lord and hallelujah and stuff like that. You know, I'm blessed of the Lord and highly favored. <laughs> you know, we just added a few f- phrases, but we keep living the same life we was living before. Now, of course, I, I'm, you know, I'm not talking about you because I know y'all don't do that. Praise God. You know, it just flows off my lips easier when I say that. Praise God. It's easier to preach. Praise God. Saints are supposed to live out the life that Jesus gave us. That's his life. Just like Jesus was our substitute. We supposed to be his substitute. Just like Jesus was our substitute, we supposed to be his substitute. See, the great exchange is where Jesus took our sinful life from us and gave us his sinless life. He gave us his sinless life. So that then means that after we receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, godliness is what we're supposed to be about and holiness is the way we're going to live it out. Godliness is what we're supposed to be about. You can breathe now. And holiness is what we're supposed to be about. Because that's what God intends for me and you. He wants us to live this thing out like he wants us to. Which means from the point, that point forward, from the time that we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, we're supposed to walk, that is to live out our life, worthy of his sinless life that we were given as a result of the exchange. Turn over to Ephesians chapter 4, please. My God, there's going to be some good tea eating right here. Praise God. Hallelujah. Everybody say hallelujah. I just want to make sure it still works. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 4. What we're going to read here, praise God, is, 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 is part of the reason why he said what he said in Ephesians chapter 5. I got a deep revelation here. You ready for it? Can you handle it? Okay. Ephesians chapter 4 comes before Ephesians chapter 5. It's powerful. Praise God. It's a powerful revelation. Which means the stuff that he talked about in Ephesians chapter 5 was precursored by stuff in chapter 4. I got, a, I got an even deeper revelation today. Y'all ready for this one? Yes, sir. Chapters 3, 2, and 1 come before chapter 4. Amen. You don't think that's significant? God does. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1, it says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord. The word therefore, anytime you see it in scripture, then it means you're supposed to look back and see what it's there for. Because it's saying that everything I'm about to say to you is based upon what I just said to you. Everything that I'm about to share with you is based upon what I'm about to share with you. Because if you don't understand what I just shared with you, you won't understand what I'm about to share with you. 
In fact, if we go to Ephesians chapter five, verse one, it says, be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. He don't just tell you to be followers of God. He, he, he gets you ready, steps you up to the point where now you can say, and because of all I just said, be followers of God. So because of all of what he said, this is why we ought to be followers of God, which you go back to chapter four. In fact, it's quite as good. You're supposed to go all the way back to chapter one. It's quite as good. We ain't got time to go there, but I'm going to talk to you about it. The book of- well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. I hope that you're learning that God really does desire for us to be imitators of him. I hope that you're seeing that this wonderful opportunity to be like him is an opportunity that definitely should be taken advantage of by me and you. Being more and more like he wants all of us to be and do. I don't know about you, but I'm going to do just that. That is be as much like him as I can be. I hope that you make the same decision as me. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christmas Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. We also invite all the young adults in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship this Friday evening. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed and a Fire. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults, ages 18 through 30-ish, who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and fired up for Christ. The fellowship starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until they go home. AGW hanging. Child care is provided at no charge. The VIP transportation service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints in San Antonio who are also walking this thing out God's way. Whoever thought that being young and saved is boring must not know G-Dub. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.